Thanks once again for tuning in to uh, Sweeping the Country. And today, a special edition of The Vault. Here to talk more about it is my co-host, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, hi, hi. Yeah, this is one of my favorite, uh, just favorite people. I love her just because, I mean, it just, I love her. And I loved her in the movies. And, you know, she's kind of like my favorite actress, I think. Not because Ooh, she's the wow. greatest actress. Yeah. Not because she's the greatest one. Mm-hmm. I just... She's my dream girl. Okay, you now know, wait I mean, a minute. She's, really what she she's is. my dream girl. You can't have her. She's well, my dream girl. She must be the dream girl of a lot of people. <laughs> she must be. And she was a frosty, ice-cold uh, woman in Scarface. But even before that, there yeah. was a movie called Into the Night. And if anybody's ever seen it, you you probably love it. B.B. King did a lot of the soundtrack oh, wow. for it. John Landis movie. Hmm. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was really, he was the leading guy. Yeah, great actor. He's about some guy that can't sleep. I mean, I love this. One of my favorite unknown kind of movies. Okay. It's Into the Night. Anyway, we're talking to Michelle Pfeiffer today. Let's get on with it. We started talking. This is about the movie when she was in, when she was a Catwoman in the Batman Returns, much better than Holly Berry. We could fight about that with some people. (laughs) Not with me. In 1992, Michelle and I were talking about Batman Returns. What was your very first thought when you looked in the mirror and saw yourself in this cat suit? The mask is smashing my face. You say, oh, no, I'm doing this. I mean, I know it was kind of scary. I know Michael said the first time he saw himself in the bat suit, he said, oh, this could be a big mistake. It was pretty, yeah. Well, I I thought, actually, the design of the suit was so beautiful. And, you know, I mean, I think Tim Burton is a genius. Mm -hmm. And he was very um, involved in in the design of Catwoman. um, But it was pretty uh, startling, I might, yeah. Yeah. I don't think, and looking through my Michelle Pfeiffer memory here of your other films, I don't think you've ever been in anything quite that costumed up. So it must have been different as an actress to uh, to act in something where you're rather concealed. I'm sure it brought out something in you as an actress that you probably never felt before. Well, I think that um, getting over the difficulties of the costume um, mostly consumed me in the beginning. Um, once I got over that, then I dealt with, hmm, well, most of my face is covered. Um, so I realized that things had to be slightly more physical, you know, and I mean, they always, Tim is a firm believer and so am I that it, that it should always be based in, in reality. However, it's a kind of heightened reality and then it's, so then it's varying degrees of that. And that really was just in the beginning. We would just do it all different kinds of ways until we we found the level that we were both happy with. Did you ever get up in the morning and have like stage fright or that kind of thing? Oh. You know, I I committed to do the movie because I I wanted to play the part mm-hmm. and I always wanted to play the part and I always wanted to work with Tim and Burton. And um, then once I got into it, there was all this kind of, you know, press and kind of hoopla about, and I realized what it, a really big deal it was. Yeah. And then I felt, my God, this tremendous responsibility. I felt like, I really, people are, people are going to be really mad at me if I don't really do a good job. And I did feel there was a certain period of time where I felt a lot of pressure. But you're a perfectionist, and anyway, 
And so you probably put yourself under a lot of pressure for every movie you've done. Oh, sure. And you fret probably and don't sleep good at night and that kind of thing for a while. Yeah. Do you ever get comfortable? After a while, I do. Yeah, I settle in. I settle in. But initially, I do. I lose a lot of sleep and I lose a little weight. So is, it, is it fun to do this still? I mean, was it ever really fun or was it more of something you felt like you had to do that you were trying to prove something to yourself or to somebody else? Or did you do, ever no. do it just for fun? This movie? No, anything. Any, any oh. Career. No, actually. I mean, I've done jobs because I had, you know, I needed money. But I never did it. I never did a job or a part because I felt like I had to do it for my career or people expected me to do it. How have you changed since uh, I pulled out a picture of Scarface the other day with you? Mm. And uh, how have you changed? How's that girl changed since uh, then? I've um, I've become I think less open and a little more guarded and a little more uh, a little more uh, stingy with my life and my time and um, I've tried to be I've always been actually protective of my privacy but I I think I've become even more so um, but I've also been I mean good things have happened you're you know? a lot more confident I'm sure I'm, I'm more confident and I also um, I re my priorities are much more in line now you know I, I have very little time and so I make sure that the time that I have is not wasted doing um, meaningless I try you know not to uh, devote too much time to, to, to things that don't really mean anything to me and, 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 and spend it with the people that, that, that really matter and you know um, so in that sense it's been really good um, that I've been forced to really really define my life. So do you think the private, Michelle, as private as you've been and you so much versatility, are you going to be ready for these kids pointing at you saying Catwoman? Five years from Well, I've already decided they're going to be calling me, hey, Batgirl. It's going to be Batgirl because people, like, they just, I don't know. I am always correcting people. But they, they've, yeah, I, I'm not ready for that, no. I'm not. But I just will have to be. I have to just get used to it. It I could mean, very well change a lot of things for you because, I mean, you've been a big star, but not like this, I think, with the kids and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. It's going to be a whole different kind of fame. They're awful cute, though. I mean, they're really, they you know. Well, congratulations. You did a great job. You're the sexiest cat I've ever seen. Cats nice. make me sneeze normally, so <laughs> thank you. That movie was accepted, I think, pretty well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Batman in that movie was Michael Keaton for the second time around. Yeah, yeah. And he did very, very good in that. And those were my favorite Batmans. They kind of went off the rail. <sighs> I agree. Almost I... after that with everybody else. I mean, I tolerated other people like George Clooney mm -hmm. and Val Kilmer and whoever else did it. but yeah, And I've not been into Ben Affleck as Batman, and I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like James Bond. The the one you saw first is probably yeah. the one you like best. Sean Connery, Roger Moore, who is it? And You know, people that didn't see Sean Connery, they liked other things. But yeah, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, she was in Married to the Mob, a lot of people, Witches of East Oh, I Week. remember that. Yeah. That was really fascinating. That role that you liked so much in 1983 mm -hmm. was Elvira Hancock. Mm. That was her name. <laughs> you know, that was Al Pacino's girlfriend oh, my Lord. Uh, in Married to the Mob. And she, she was quite a cold frosty woman oh yeah in that she movie. was she was michelle pfeiffer was a cashier for one of the grocery store chains in southern california what? 
she was literally the girl next door. Really? And then she was photogenic, and I think she won a couple of beauty contests and uh-huh. hung around a guy that was a big photographer and got her picture made and hung around the pool, went to a lot of auditions. Mm-hmm. She was in Greece, too, and that movie was a was a turkey. Yeah. Right. And it just didn't do well, 1982. Wow. But then she got lucky and got involved with, with Scarface. But she tried a lot of different things over time. And one of the movies that she did was in 1996 with George Clooney, One Fine Day. I'm not very objective about your work because I've always thought you were just kind of it, even from Hollywood Nights days, you know, with Tony Danza there, which is not even on your resume anymore, by the way. Uh, Do I have a resume? <laughs> well, you know, we get these lists of movies you've done. Into the it's Night, in another there. one that I like. You don't list that one either. Oh, that's... no? Well, I don't make up those things. I don't even see them. But anyway, are you very objective about what you do? Oh, not terribly. I don't know. Um, I, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm really overly critical. And, um, and then I always disagree with sort of the general public about, you know, what are my best performances. And, and, and pretty much I, 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 I don't know, I'm always in, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'll see a movie and I'll think, oh boy, they're really going to kill me on this one. I'm just not very good in it. And, you know, and, and I'll get pretty good reviews, and then I'll see something I didn't. I'll think, yeah, you know, my work's pretty good. It's simple. It's you know, I don't look like I'm. You don't see see that I'm working, and then, you know, oh, her worst performance ever. I don't know. So you know. <laughs> Can you turn the TV set on and just be popping around, and all of a sudden one of your movies shows up? Will you stay with it more than thirty seconds, or? You know, I never was able to do that, um, but I'm I'm able to now watch it for a few minutes now, but I wasn't. Uh, that's only been in the last year. Are the little ones able to see a movie of yours yet that you show them? But I can only do that with the ones I like, you oh, know. Yeah. Are the little ones what? Are they seeing any of your movies and seeing you up on a TV commercial and say, there's mom? No. Claudia saw the Coolio video that I did, and at the end of the video, I just disappear out of frame, and she went into hysterics. And I thought, you know, this is too weird for her because the, the imagery, they can't process it. So. I'm not going to show her footage of me anymore. And I, she, in fact, I did a Muppets, you know, and I didn't show it to her because I knew it would, she just wouldn't. It just would be too much. Been strange to see your mother and dad on screen when you were a little girl. You know, that well, think weird. about it. Yeah, you know, because they're all they're trying to figure out fantasy reality. They're in the world of magic, and I think that mom has to be a real thing. Well, speaking of fantasy and reality, do you ever get home and you yell for craft services? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you know, they're waiting on your hand and foot when you're on this. Miss Pfeiffer, this Miss Pfeiffer, this, and then you get home and. No, I'm you know, popping that me, food get, in the mom microwave. Mom, give me a sandwich or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you having fun being a mom? Yeah, I am. It is the best thing you ever do, and I, I, that's the best thing I ever do is being yeah. a dad. It's the best. It's the it, it's the most exhausting, the most mentally taxing for sure. Because they're always outsmarting you. Oh, just wait till they get to be teenagers. I can't Boy, wait for you to get It's that. amazing, isn't it? They're, they're, they're a piece of cake, <laughs> you know, at the, in the single digits. When they get in the double digits, it gets kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure you were very easy on your parents when oh, you were yeah. a teenager. Yeah, you were really the joy easy to talk to my dad. Yeah. Supermarket and all that. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. When you uh, see yourself up on screen with George Clooney, I mean, he's, a, he's a interesting, he's a dangerous actor. Because I don't think you know what he's going to do next. He's kind of like sitting next to a bomb. Mm, don't you feel like you don't think so? Because I, I never know what he's going to do. I'm kind of watching him, seeing what he's going to pop off with next. He's interesting, fresh actor. Very fresh. I, I loved working with him. Um, I don't know. That doesn't really scare me. It, something that's—I mean—that's nice. If somebody throws a curveball at you, at mm. least then, then at least you can do something you didn't expect. You know. Um, 
so I, I kind of I rather enjoy that and um, no I loved working with George you know I just thought you know I mean he did do things that were very unexpected and it was really refreshing really made the part his own this movie is so real I mean I know these people <laughs> you know I'm sure you have girlfriends that are like this lady yeah and I oh think I'm almost like Mel I mean you know I can be <sighs> really maddening you know with sort of the control thing and the 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 need to be per this perfection thing, you know, it's not an attractive <laughs> quality. <laughs> I think it's what what you know. I mean, she's taken to the extreme, obviously, because you know, in comedy, you have to push it a little bit. And but uh, it's hard for me to watch her actually, because I think maybe I see too much of myself in the part. I didn't think it was a big stretch. I thought I saw a little bit of you yeah, in there. Yeah, it wasn't a big stretch. A little stretch. bit of Michelle there, too. Yeah. Nice seeing you again. Thank you. Nice to see you. Right. Michelle spent a lot of the last number of years with her family. She's a mom, hmm. married to David E. Kelly, who's the prolific writer. Oh, She's God. voiced characters in animated films for DreamWorks. She's done a lot of different things. A lot of people liked her in Dangerous Minds. Mm, uh, there were so many movies. She's done, she was pretty prolific. She was one of the highest paid uh, actresses in the 80s and the 90s, actually. That's fascinating. Because she got really popular, got really, really hot in so many different movies. And uh, we, every time we did talk, I mean, I, I interviewed her a lot over the years, and I just tried to learn a little bit more about her. She's, she's reserved. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not just, you know, like Sandra Bullock or something that's very open about everything. Yeah, yeah. She uh, plays her cards uh, to the vest. Beauty queen to respected actress. You know, Michelle, you've done a disservice to all these pretty little girls around America that think they can win a beauty contest and then come out here and be a mogul. You really have made this look pretty easy when you look at the career path, and I know it wasn't easy, but you've made it look pretty easy. I did? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you make that turn? I mean, you were on these little movies like Hollywood Nights and those uh -huh. kind of things. How did you make that turn from those kind of parts that all these pretty girls are offered out here, they're a dime a dozen almost roles, to doing something with a lot of substance? How did you do that? Um, well, I always studied in between jobs, and, um, you know, I have my father's worth ethic, really, and he always said to me, no matter what you do, do it the best that you can, and that's all I wanted to do, is I wanted to be the best at what I do, and, um, um, and I think also I, I, you know, I think it was, it was a, an honest choice for me to become an actress. It really fit. It really fits me, and I think that if you make honest choices in your life, then, then you will succeed at what you do. And I think that it will feed you, and you, you know, you will get better at what you do and um, benefit from that. Um, you know, At the time, were you just happy to be able to get those first parts really and you were was. thrilled about it? Well, yes and no. I wasn't happy um, playing the bombshell on my first television series. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't happy. Um, I wasn't happy with a lot of the earlier parts that I got. However, I was happy to, to be supporting myself and making a living mm -hmm. and working. And I had, I always had another agenda for myself my long-term goals and I always kept that in mind and I always tried to make the best choices that that I could given the limited uh, possibilities that I uh, you is know. this why when I would see you and I'd see you sometimes maybe you didn't see me 
you would dress down a lot. You almost looked like a, not a bag woman, <laughs> but I mean, you would really downplay the looks part. You would wear like drab looking clothes so people would listen to you and not look at you? Well, it's, it's twofold, really. Firstly, I like dressing like that. <laughs> and I, I mean, I always, I don't find, um, I guess, uh, your sort of typical glamour look all that interesting really you know the sort of conventional I mean so I've never really been interested in that um, but I do know that there was there was a, a period in the beginning where I did I did go in dressed a certain way because the truth of the matter was is I was treated differently if I dressed a certain way now you know it doesn't matter mm -hmm. so much I can kind of dress however I want but um, but you still play down. I mean, look at you. This is like one of the most beautiful women that's ever been put on the block. And I just wonder sometimes if you really realize what you've got, you know? I know your husband sure does. He's a lucky man. Yeah, he's, well, we're both lucky. But it's, it's I know that people want to play you one way. And I'm, do you, are you comfortable in going to these photo shoots and doing this sex pot stuff? I felt like such a fool doing that. And I, I really did. I left kind of feeling demoralized. I did. I Next, did. I, don't, I see, just felt we don't I understand felt that foolish. at all. Because you don't like being you just don't that doesn't that's I just, just not felt, you. I just felt no, I just felt foolish. <sighs> okay. Well, we I enjoyed it precariously. <laughs> did the mom thing has that really absolutely changed your life more so than anything you've ever done in Hollywood? Completely. Completely. Yeah. It's added substance to your life, would you say? Because this is a very superficial business, really, pretending to be somebody else. I mean, you know, we have to accept what it is. It's a well, lot it of fun. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, you know, I, I think that you can make choices that give mm -hmm. back, and um, you can make choices that take away. And, you know, um, I guess, depending on the choices that you make, it can add some, some substance to what you do. But for me, I think that having children was the missing link for me and I think um, you know I was you know I was a happy person you know I had friends I had really good family and um, great career and um, but I definitely um, felt that something was missing now for the me trick for is, me I mean it's not right yeah. for everyone but for me it was right for me to be a mother and I knew it for a mm. long time and now the trick is raising them in a crazy world scary you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it, it worries you yeah a lot. you know and you always have that little worry no matter if they're with you or not scary isn't it you wonder how well, our parents did it is what I always wonder how my parents lived you know what it it seems I mean I know that it was scary for our parents and it, you know it always but I, I think that it, there's kind of a viciousness to the world now that they didn't have you know, there was still a little bit of an innocence. Um, we just remember when we were kids, we forget about this. Khrushchev was banging on his chair saying he was going to nuke us all. So every generation, mm -hmm. it, it was bad back then, too. We just think it's bad because it's us. So it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. And plus, they got you as a mom. Nice seeing you again. From Scarface to Catwoman, born in 1958. A lot 58, of people liked 64? her. And if you ever get it, some of these movies you just need to go back and look at. Mm -hmm. If you can find End of the Night, that might become one of your favorite kind of 
uh, yeah. treasured movies if you ever get a chance. It's very accessible. She was also in one with uh, Jeff Bridges, The Fabulous Baker Boys. Oh, great. That might have been. And she wore a red dress. That's that, the only thing I can remember about that movie. She was capital H-O-T-T in that one. Yeah. That was that was the one. Well, the Catwoman suit was pretty good, but no, that was the one. She was not as uh, mean and feisty as she was in, in uh, Scarface. Little, but she was the she was the uh, you know the bad girl so to speak in the yeah. movie Hairspray yeah. and I like that that was kind of fun but a former Miss Orange County 1978 and it turned out well for that one beauty contest winner star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame wow. born in Santa Ana California and uh, one of my favorites and been in a lot of movies when you start looking at it, say oh yeah she was in that mm -hmm. she was in this and some were better than others up close and personal was set in a television newsroom opposite Robert Redford some of the movies just you know didn't do much mm -hmm. but some of them definitely did and uh she is a, a fascinating woman and you know Bruno Mars sings about her oh yeah so, so he thinks she's hot too. So anyway, you know, we're we're not the only people that think she's hot, and she's still hot. So uh, we apologize uh, to the ladies out there for we men no, drooling over this woman. Hey, but look, she I, is just you know we can't help it. No, there's nothing we can do about it. We're men. We identify as yeah, men, right? So, is that right? There you go. So love Michelle Pfeiffer. Love her. Love her. Love her. There you go. That'll do it for us this week on uh, Vault episode of uh, Sweeping the Country. Jimmy, always a pleasure to have you on. And I just, I find so much insight in what you do. And we get so much mail uh, from people that uh, send letters in. Oh, I love the interview with Mel Gibson. Or I love the interview. One of the biggest ones we ever did was Steven Spielberg. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. So many people uh, listen to that episode. Just remember, Sweeping the Country Vault episodes are always interviews Jimmy's done in the past. If there's somebody you want to see, if we've interviewed, maybe you want to hear from that person. Uh, give us a shout. You can do that. I'll tell you what we'll do next yeah. week. Let yeah, me yeah. just give you a teaser. Okay. We'll do more than one next week, but I think one of the folks we're going to do, we'll go ahead and do Clint Eastwood. Oh, my Lord. That's a legend right there. Uh, yeah. And remember, you can get in touch with Jimmy. AskJimmyCarter.com. Uh, you can email him. You can email me, WalkerDerek at gmail.com. Until next time on Sweeping the Country, good day. Good day. <laughs>